Uh, yeah. Do we? Are we sure? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's let's go for it. I just wanted to make sure we had like the samples good, and then I think we're cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool, and it's just nice not to have to say all that shit too. It's just like here, listen to this. Right. Yeah. I yell yeah. at people all day. My vocal cords get tired. Oh, you poor baby, you. I also yell at people all day. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I Hey, drink more. I kiss everyone's ass. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, what's up? Oh, kiss really? his ass. You had kiss a hard his day ass. At work? That kiss my terrible. ass. Happy Hanukkah. So right. we're ready. Count yep. three. Yeah. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal? Now, are they are they UFOs or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental? I don't know. Uh, planes man. that they're building. Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot. Wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. It's like bad mimes all over again. <laughs> Welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm just happy to be alive. That's Aren't true. we all? That's true, you are. And also, I'm Josh. Yeah. I woke up on the right side of the broom today, so that's a fucking plus anyway. Uh, meaning you're a good witch instead oh, of a wicked man, witch? I'm, I've been a fucking asshole for two days. Just work is just... Ugh. Two days? I don't want to talk about it. Dude. Oh, yeah, I shortened that up a little bit. Yeah, maybe longer. I, I was just about to say, like, I, I kind of missed you guys, <laughs> and I'm glad to be back in the saddle. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so here we are. We uh, we actually did. We've been separated uh, from one another for a while. Not too long. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you know. life happens, so we need to take time for that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for those of you who are wondering, which you probably don't, but we're going to tell you anyway. You're listening. Um, we assume you can. You will listen to every <laughs> damn word yeah. we say. You set your fucking ass down and pay attention. <laughs> Uh, went to Washington State. We had some family issues on my side. Um, the trip was good. You know, it's about a what a nine hundred mile one way from here, roughly something like that. Seven twenty six sounds about right. Eight something. Did you, you guys know, fly or drive? We drove because Ooh. it was such short notice. They wanted uh, like seven hundred dollars for a round tip trip ticket to go to Spokane from here. Yeah. I was like, no, not paying that. It's probably a smaller so, airport too, so those are always more yeah, expensive. Anyway. Exactly, yeah, a lot expensive. Um, so just bought a new car. Was great on the road. Roads were shitty, ice, frozen fog, yada yada yada. Made it all the way over there, and then the next morning woke up. Wife and the family took uh, dad over to the hospital. Um, I went ahead, and my other sites in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So I was nearby. For those of you who don't know, the Northwest, about thirty miles out of Spokane. After driving 900 miles and everything was fine, got on the freeway, leaving Spokane, I literally watched a rock in slow motion come out of this other car, crack my fucking windshield. Ellie! <laughs> crack my windshield. I pulled immediately over to the side and I called insurance just to make sure, hey, hey, you know, what can I do here? Insurance said, hey, we pay for crack, or we pay, we don't pay for broken windshields, but we'll pay for the rock chips. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Three miles away, we already made your appointment, go get it taken care of, awesome. Got back on the freeway, and I just watched the windshield crack completely across the... So there was oh, that. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. You drive the I-15 corridor every fucking day, and that's the first time you've got a rock on your windshield? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? And you drove all the way through Idaho 
and All didn't get way. a cracked windshield. Over those Pocatello, over the passes and everything else. Yeah, just insane. Um, I swear but, that the I-15 in Idaho is paved with gravel because everyone's got a fucking cracked windshield. Oh, it just blows my whole mind. Well, we catch I-15 in the I-90 junction outside of Butte, Montana. Or is it butt? Who pronounces but, it? Is it sure. butt? It's butt. <laughs> if anybody's been there, but by the Montana. way. Yeah, no offense, Michael P. Masters. I know you live in uh, Butt, Montana, but yeah, there's not much there. Yeah, but we have so. the sense of humor of 12-year-olds, so. Yes, we butt. do. And it will continue onwards as we as we go through this, so. Anyway, and then uh, you had some time off too, John, and then. I had some time off for some family issues as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the lady's grandpa passed away. Yeah. Uh, Bummer. Which, I mean, he was 95, and he was loved by all his family. Mm, that's and, a bummer, but still. Yeah. yeah. You know, awesome. What about you, man? Oh, uh, I got drunk and fuck around in GarageBand a little bit. Made some uh, dumb stuff. That was pretty fun. Um, mostly just working. Yeah. As one does. Yeah. I've, I finally found a little bit of free time to read stuff that I actually want to. Oh my god, that's so nice of them. Oh, dude. Ah. So I'm I started the Rendlesham Enigma. Um, but now I think I gotta read another book, so I need to put that aside. But I got like twenty five pages in. That's that, my fault. Twenty five pages into the uh seven hundred into, into the phone book. <laughs> I, I only have seven hundred pages left. Yeah. I saw a picture. It's a thick book, isn't it? It's uh yeah. pretty hefty. It's a thick it's, boy. It's literally yeah. like seven hundred and twenty pages. Uh yeah. So we try to, you know, we all have average jobs. We try to pencil in what we can with our book reading in betwixt, however. You know, it doesn't always work right. Um, I did finish the book on black arts, by the way. And uh, so we're prepared for a couple episodes out. We're going to talk about magic in all ways, shapes, and forms. That should be interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, at least the ones we know about anyway. I know, dun, right? Dun, dun. Wink, wink. So, and then on to the next. Uh, so, yeah, you know, here we are. Reading books, making sure we give you guys some uh, good content and good research. Uh, I think on this one, this actually was not think, but you kicked this off, John. You did research on this one. Read the book. I did. Did the write-up. Um, pretty phenomenal. We've got some odds and ends. Josh and I had kind of add, but this is kind of your show on this one. And and I never knew this existed. I heard bits and pieces of this, but I really didn't know how in-depth it went till you told me. And I started researching and looking it up. I was like, oh my God, this thing is under our nose. We don't even know it. It's pretty wild. Yeah, I'm excited for this conversation. Uh, like, I know a little bit about it, but I really want to know more. Yeah, I'm excited to tell you guys about it. Are you? Are you really? I am very much. <laughs> okay. Very much so. For those of you who are wondering, uh, we are going to discuss the 37th parallel. Um, open the gates. You think of it as America's UFO superhighway. Right. And uh, it just seems to be a lot of different things happening along this line. And there's an enormous amount of evidence out there that I think will blow, uh, blow people's mind. I do believe that there's evidence of cover-ups. There certainly was a cover-up, uh, an Air Force cover-up at Roswell. I think more than cover-ups. I think there's a little bit of everything here. Yeah. Th this is a hodgepodge. It, it is a hodgepodge of the 37th 
parallel is it's packed with incredible stories of animal mutilations, UFOs, black helicopters, uh, I mean, government covers cover-ups. Everything we know to love. Yeah, and <laughs> it kind of seems like that would be spread all over the place. Like, okay, this is happening here, this is happening here, this is happening here. But yeah. somehow, not all, but the a majority of these things are happening on the 37th parallel line right. of, so of the, planet Earth. Is what we're talking, when we say 37th mm -hmm. parallel, that's the 37th parallel of planet Earth, uh, 37th parallel. latitude. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I was in the Navy, so I'm, I'm very well adept to know what, in you know, the all Navy. the parallel lines. Yeah, okay, watch your figure. But what they all are and what how they coincide. Um, and some of this, too, and we've got some tidbit notes after this, but not only United States, but it stretches, obviously, around the globe. I mean, yeah, it's a 360-degree. Right, right, and there's other things that have been seen and said and stuff like that. But a lot of what you're focusing on mainly was kind of in our own stomping grounds in this country. And yeah. that alone is just fucking weird. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm i focusing my research off of a book called The 37th Parallel, and it's written by an author named Ben Mesrick. And he, his muse that he writes about and the story he unfolds and tells is about a, a man by the name of Chuck Zukowski. He was a volunteer sheriff uh, in Colorado Springs, and he has basically been studying UFOs almost his whole life. I mean, this is a two-plus decade thing that he's been studying, and... After looking through his research, I mean, he's on, he's borderline obsessive about this. Yeah. I was going to say. Um, yeah. I watched an episode of uh, The Unexplained Files with him where they're talking about uh, the 37th parallel and, mm -hmm. and it's showing him driving around all over it. And in, in the back window of his truck, there's a giant sticker that's like, UFO nut. Yeah. His, uh, his license plate says UFO nut as well. Now that's his blog too, right? You... Yeah, he. I mean, he proudly he proudly promotes he's a UFO nut. <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's all in jest and it's all in good fun. And if you can't make fun of yourself, who can sure. make fun of? But I mean, he takes this stuff very seriously. You said volunteer sheriff, though. Yes. Was he yeah. ever like a real actual cop, or is that like I mean, a volunteer firefighter? He had a badge and a gun and a cop car. Okay. God, I wish I had one I, of those. I kind of wondered what the volunteer sheriff consists of but i think you're basically a cop without getting a paycheck well here's the thing too with that i think i could be totally wrong but um he we'll researched that i did read in the book when i don't know if we're getting ahead of ourselves but when he was fired uh his wife was yelling at the people trying to take his badge and gun like you know he's been doing this for over 10 plus years with no money like just a passion for you know, protecting people, and this is how you repay him. Well, and I think some of that too is, and I know because I grew up in a small town, the rural towns, they really don't have a wage to pay your volunteer firefighters, your volunteer deputies, and I think he fell into that because it was a very big town that he stayed in. Col like it, Colorado Springs. It's yeah. pretty big. I mean, it's decent size yeah. for sure. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. He wasn't on the payroll one way or another. Yeah. You know, so, and I know he also has that show Alien Highway, correct? Alien Highway. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which is, man, I loved that show. No, it was it's really good. good. And uh, I think he's on a lot of the episodes of Unexplained Files, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they, right. they talk a lot about, in the 37th Parallel one, they talk a lot about the Dolce, ba- alleged Dolce base. Yep, we'll, we'll get into that for sure. Um, I think actually getting fired from the volunteer sheriff's office was... I think that worked well. <laughs> a, a, ...a blessing for him, because then he could focus all of his time on it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, do we want to play a little quick thing about why he got fired or do we want to wait? Yeah. Let's, 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 uh, yeah. Uh, basically, this roll is, that beautiful bean footage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> a volunteer El Paso County Sheriff's deputy speaking out tonight after being fired from his job. The sheriff's office says he publicly contradicted their official report on a horse mutilation case last summer. But the deputy says he never represented himself as a deputy in public reports. Here's reporter Andy Cohen with our balance coverage on a story you'll only see here. Chuck Sikowski has been a volunteer deputy with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office for eight years. He was fired last month, according to his termination letter, because of his, quote, conducting paranormal and unidentified flying object investigations and publicly contradicting an official investigation. The incident in question appears to be the horse mutilations that took place at the Schneider Ranch near Rush last August. Zakowski disagreed with the official findings and said so in both his blog and an interview with the Denver TV station. I know that in the letter it says I contradicted their statement, but I didn't contradict them per se where I mentioned El Paso County Sheriff's Department was wrong. I've never, ever done that. In fact, in both reports, he's identified as a paranormal investigator and never disagrees with the Sheriff's Department by name. But this article posted at the website. All right, so that's a little background about him explaining what had happened, why he got let go, I guess. Yeah, so the the sheriff's office said that he was conducting all of this stuff and it disagreed with them, but he always did these investigations in plain clothes. He never mentioned the sheriff's office. He never he did this as a complete side yeah. thing. It wasn't like he was strapped down to no. go out and yeah. Like yeah he yeah. did this as a completely other side of himself. So I think he was fired unjustly for yeah. sure. It sounds yeah. like they were embarrassed. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. Um, and it was him investigating all these animal mutilations and that was one of his main things which I don't, I don't think people really realize how serious these animal mutilations. Got. I don't think so either. And, and also, like, and, and along this thirty seventh parallel, there's been thousands, literally thousands of animals like found on the left side. Same exact thing. Like, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into we'll yeah. Uh, let's should not, we get uh, should we get into it now? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, are we getting ahead of ourselves or no? Not really. Okay, this um, is kind of the crux of it. Yeah. Really, the mutilate. And I I will say honestly. You know, I've heard about this shit since the 80s. You know, even when I was like a teenager, I was mm. hearing about this stuff and, and catamutilations and this and the aliens evolved and all this and how it blew up. But this is documented. And not only that, but oh, and we've talked about this before, our own backyard, Skinwalker mm. Ranch. Yeah. Exact same shit happened. Yep. Exact same shit was reported, was documented. Pictures were taken. Um, it's a thing. Now, why it's a thing, I, I don't know. And no one ever has. So right. animal... Animal mutilations have been one of Chuck's main focuses, along with UFOs. Um, They started taking place back in the 60s and perhaps even earlier, but that's kind of when they first started being documented and 
somebody when, started being like, wait, that happened on your ranch? That happened on my ranch? Yeah, what? Yeah. That's yeah. happening yeah, What the hell is going ranch? on? Yeah. yeah, when people started noticing it's not normal predation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the first nationally reported animal mutilation was of a horse that earned the nickname Snippy the Horse. Yeah, of course. That's fucking insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really is a little bit. Her real name was Lady, but an inventive reporter decided Snippy had a better ring to it, apparently. Oh, irony. Irony at its finest. Lady was a three-year-old Alpalooza that lived on a ranch in the San Luis Valley just outside of Hooper, Colorado. Her body was found brutally mutilated on the ranch in 1967. It gained national attention because right at that time of the mutilation, there were multiple UFO sightings in the area. And that uh, piqued the public's interest. So multiple UFO sightings, a crazy brutal animal mutilation of a horse... Uh, so that started getting the attention of the media, as and, as one would do. And, yeah, as as one would do. <laughs> it's insane. After Snippy had been fi- found lying on one side, some of the hide cut away to expose the body cavity. The animal's heart and brain were missing, along with other organs, and the bones that were visible had been bleached a strange white color. A pathologist was called onto the scene and reported that the injuries that the animal had sustained were surgical in nature. And another strange thing, there was no blood anywhere in or around the mutilated animal. Well, the the bones being bleached thing, I, I don't know if that's new to me, but it's just struck me when you said it because, like, uh, yeah, that's yeah. it takes a long time for bones to be bleached by the sun. Like, if it's a recent kill and it's out exposed, yeah. it's going to be yellow. There's still going to be, like... Uh, I don't know, membranes or whatever on it. You know what I mean? Like, Well, not only that, but you got a rancher who knows his fucking cattle. He knows what he has out there. So yeah. it's not like this thing has been deteriorated and dilapidated for fucking two weeks or three weeks out in the middle of nowhere. This is something that's fresh. The farmer knows it. The rancher oh, knows absolutely. it. I mean, so, these, aren't, these aren't just like... This, this they, isn't deterioration time. No, yeah, that, this that, is something different. That points a lot more towards like uh, laser or like uh, radioactive like tools being used to do the mm. skidding, basically. Yeah. And I mean these these aren't just animals that they have for fun. Right. Yeah, these, this is their lifeblood. Yeah, these animals This is what like, they, they take the slaughter. Them thousands yep. of dollars like if one of them goes missing or dies like that's thousands of dollars out of their out of their paycheck. Yeah. And like the thousands of mutilations that came after Snippy, there was another shared thing in common. I'm sorry. Fucking snippy. Every snippy. time you say that, I'm just going to... Yeah. Let's just say it a couple times real quick. Snippy. 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 Get it out of our system. <laughs> okay. okay. Snip, uh, snip, snippity, snip. There okay. were no footprints around this animal either. Hmm. No human, no animal. Uh, there weren't any signs of a struggle. And that's kind of typical of of animal mutilations, right? Yeah. Like no pepper spray laying next to the cattle. No. Nothing, no. They didn't fend something off. It's yeah. like something zapped them immediately. For some reason, they're always on their left side. I, well, dude, like, I think, see, that's, honestly, that's weird. I think it's because that's not where the mutilation happened. Exactly. Like, I think that's... Yes. They're placed. They're not... That's not where it... And that was one of those things where Skinwalker actually had some reports where they were seen literally picked up. And then watch drop back down somewhere else yeah. after the fact. Now, with the left side thing, I will say, and again, I grew up in Montana. Stand by, everybody. But uh, <laughs> so, especially cattle, you know, they don't, they have more than one stomach. A lot of their weight sets on one side or another. It's not the same. A lot of the weight sets on the left side. Okay. 
So, so you're saying if they were standing up and and something some something, like beam or something came across them and right. did all that and they were and they died. No matter what direction it up, is, the, the weight is going to fall go. to the left. Okay. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I mean I'm that, not a vet, but huh, yeah, I mean that's kind of how they're designed. That does follow the basic rules of physics, which most of the phenomena does not. But correct. Yeah. So I mean, anyway, I, it, it seems like an educated yeah theory yeah. of why that's that a is. decent. Right. Like yeah. real world explanation. I mean, I'm I'm not it. a real gynecologist, but I play one of my tool shed. So <laughs> there might be that. Uh, yeah, the answer. The, don't go to Shane's the answer, tool shed. Don't don't <laughs> do it. I tried once. It was it was bad. Slid all the way to the fucking back of the wall. It was weird. Uh, anyway, the rancher who owned Snippy reported a strange circular indentation in the field, and that rancher even attributed it to a flying saucer. And mm. reports of interviewers who had come back to interview him years later yeah. were investigating um, claimed that the ring was still there and nothing was growing in that ring. And that was oh. just like right very, very close yeah. to where uh, Snippy the horse was found. That's like uh, the guy, oh, fuck, now I can't think of his name. I think his last name was Simmons like or like Ron something. Who had experienced like like fifty years ago saw like a mushroom shaped guy land on his. Well, his it's kind of like the Delphos ring in That's Kansas. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, essentially, there's a ring for years. Nothing would grow in it. Yeah, and people have come back and years and years later, and it's still nothing growing. Kind of like the Delphos ring. Yeah, that dude in Delphos Weird. buried it with uh, like two feet of topsoil because yeah. people wouldn't stop coming to look for it. Yeah, he's like, all right. Enough of this. So the crazy thing with animal mutilations is there have been thousands. It's not like there's been 30 or even 500 or even 1,000. There's been well over like 10,000. I mean, I was going to say close to 10,000 over the the time frame. Ranches have gone out of business because of this. Mm -hmm. Crazy. And I mean, that's... And out of out of all of those cases, can anyone tell me how many have been solved or how many leads they've got to even solve one? Um, I'm oh, gonna go I ahead didn't and think I was gonna be quizzed on zero. this, dude. Damn it! You're you're exactly right. Not mm. one not one single person has been linked to any mutilation ever. Not one single satanic cult. Not a group of scientists, not a group of military personnel, not one single case out of the 10,000 plus animal mutilations have been solved. Well, well, let's play another little clip real quick here. Um, talk about satanic. And this is something, again, when you know when I was growing up listening to all this stuff, number one, I find it funny that there's nothing else being mutilated. There's not dogs, there's not sheep, there's, I mean, they had these one-offs, but not a lot of one-offs. A lot of it was strictly cattle, um, and I'm assuming you two have I mean, seen pictures. Snippy yeah. the horse would beg to differ. <laughs> Snippy, well, yeah, on that one. But when they were talking about, well, wait a minute, this, their surgical cuts, mm-hmm. this, uh, so then they started talking about, uh, well, it's Satanists out there and they're doing these, uh, sacrifices, this and that. That's just such the easy. Exactly. That's it, always it's an easy road out. Low yep. hanging fruit. Yep. Well, talk about low hanging fruit. Let's play this one real quick. Better hide your ass. Don't let me know who did it. 
Betty Bassar has lived east of Fletcher for over 40 years and says she's never seen anything this gruesome. But somebody had to have tranquilized her and then give her a shot of that stuff to colligate your blood because there was no bullet holes, no nothing. Comanche County Sheriff Kenny Stradley says they've investigated similar cases but none of this magnitude in several years. Bassar says she has an idea of what would lead someone to do this. They was getting ready to make a sacrifice, I think, to the devil over that red moon. Anytime you get a bad change in the moon like that, you'll see this stuff come up. The sheriff's department doesn't have any leads at the time. It's that goddamn red moon getting everybody. Hey, Jesus. I mean, that, that lady lost a few thousand bucks that day. So Yeah, I'd be pissed off, too, if that was the case. And what's really interesting, and I, I think we kind of mentioned this, but all the mutilations seem to share the same characteristics. It's surgical-like removal of sexual organs, tongues, eyes, ears, anal cavities, along with precision-like chunks of flesh that have been removed from the animal. Like, And there's always a lack of blood. Yeah. There's no blood in the animal. There's no blood around the animal. And it that's what gets me. It just seems like they're completely drained. And that's no, what nothing's I, pulled down to the spine. Well, and nothing. That, and that's why and there's never any footprints. Well, and it's it's mostly soft tissue too, which is interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um Yeah, there's just uh, no footprints. That's why it seems like they are taking taken somewhere. Yeah. And then dropped where they are. I, I mean, I know that sounds weird. I know that sounds kooky. Well, it sounds crazy but, as hell. But what else do uh, you... I've heard tons of stories of like someone sees a light and then all of a sudden they see like a cow floating up towards it and it starts like moving away and like... Really? Yeah. Oh. Are you talking about a video game? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking Is about it like real life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Well, and along with the... With a mutilation report comes sightings of ufos and unmarked black helicopters strange lights in the sky it seems like they're kind of hand in hand with each other yeah so it, there'll be a rancher sitting out there you know and be like us oh, what the hell is that next day walking their farm they find a right you know a dead yeah. cow or a dead horse which seemed to be the most uh common that seemed, yeah, it seemed, again, cattle a little bit more prevalent than anything. Um, I think this is where we get, so now we start talking about more of something in a broader term of high strangeness. Um, so we're going to take a quick little segment break and then come back and we're going to cover some of that other high strangeness that's attached to this 37 parallel and um, kind of go into some facts and figures. So far, um, I'm titillated. Yeah. I just want to use that word, really. So It's a, it's a nice word, Shane. <laughs> Anyway, stand by, guys. Believe in UFOs? Felt that chill up your spine that you just can't explain? Contemplate the other side of reality? Do you shake your head at the world that seems to have lost its common sense? Well, look no further than Strange Uncles. Find them on all podcast platforms and call their hotline to tell your side of reality at 801 252 Four, five. Open the gates. Uh, 
one of the most famous cattle mutilation sites is a ranch that was owned by the Gomez family, located near the peak of the Arch- Archuleta Mesa, 13 miles away from Dulce, New Mexico. The Gomez family lost upward of 50 head of cattle between the years of 75 and 1983. Jesus. That's a lot. That's a, that lot, a fucking of, lot. It's a lot of money. So an investigation began to take place by local law enforcement and headed by Officer Gabe Valdez. Uh, Valdez turned up numerous links to unknown military assets, including evidence of some sort of aircraft landing in the vicinity, traces of radiation at the mutilation site, unknown nerve agents and sedatives found on the carcasses tissue, and reports of unknown craft as well as unmarked black helicopters in the area. In some cases, it would seem to appear as if the government had some type of nefarious involvement, yet that has never been proven. I mean, especially in those cases, I mean, you're seeing all of that. I mean, it, it's definitely, to me, pointing to some weird government yeah, the black, black ops. The black right, helicopters right. and the fucking um, and the nerve agents and, and uh I mean, other chemical thing. I mean, it's just weird that <laughs> you say chemical things. It's just yeah. weird that he discovered all that. Um, actually, in the seventies, mutilations became so numerous that it began to make front page headlines in newspapers nationwide. And the FBI tried to avoid digging into the phenomenon by claiming that it didn't indicate any ongoing threat to the nation. It literally took a senator from Colorado to force them to acknowledge something dangerous was going on. There's, that blows my mind. Yeah, there's a. A senator by the name of Floyd Haskell, he sent a letter to the head of the FBI office in Denver, and it's one of the first official documents to recognize that cattle mutilations were more than just mass hysteria and ranchers just being like, my, my cow died. Right, exactly. You're, you're you crazy know, out there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, there's something going on to this. And I mean, I feel like it just validates anything that a senator is actually looking at this and being like, okay, yeah, there's definitely something going on here. But even after that letter, the FBI wouldn't open an investigation into the phenomenon. Um, the Denver Post had gotten a copy of the senator's letter, and they were freaked out that the feds weren't getting involved, and they suggested the senator take it all the way to Congress. Um, I don't think he ended up taking it to Congress eventually but it, it took another senator yeah. to really get get the ball rolling but the post reported that it had gotten so bad that a gun happy frame of mind developed in the affected areas so bad the uh, bureau of land management wouldn't fly their helicopters over land to be afraid of being shot down by no, a no, farmer no, right? and i totally get that like yeah. uh, i i can't remember what we were talking about but cattle mutilations came up and and uh they were talking about oh it was when it came up i think during a news episode up in Oregon, and they said that like the ranch hands weren't allowed allowed to go out on their own anymore, and they had to be armed. Like yeah. it's that's I a heard very pieces, easy yeah. leap to make from yeah. this is fucking weird to like, hey, don't go out unarmed, and also don't go out alone. Well, yeah. and that's and a thing. Like you, so you lose, you know, fifty thousand bucks. It's like no, you see something flying over our property, shoot that down. Yeah, like yeah. I I mean now you have mass paranoia going on. We're going broke here. I got kids yeah. to feed. So eventually the FBI did get involved, and it wasn't because of the Denver Post or Senator Floyd Haskell's letter. It was another senator by the name of Harrison Schmidt from New Mexico hmm. who penned a letter to the Attorney General that finally got the ball rolling. Sort of. Well, by the way, Haskell passed away in ninety eight, I believe. Um, 
So, you know, condolences on that. But do you suppose with the FBI, they got involved or they were, I hate to sound conspiracist about this, but do you think they were always involved, just not out there? Uh, I was actually going to ask the opposite question and say, do you think that they were hesitant to get involved because they were being told to back the fuck off and leave it alone? Mm. Ah, yeah, touche. I don't know. Well, part of me just thinks they're like, you guys are crazy. Who knows what's going on? Honestly, you know, Mm. cops and agencies don't want to pick up cases they can't solve that makes their numbers look bad so it's like yeah right yeah egg on, egg on the face it's yeah. like yeah that's a cow i don't care yeah. i've got murders to solve yeah but when you got black helicopters involved and other things that sure. that's being uh, spotted that to mm. me is way more the cia than the fbi and also uh, true uh, yeah there was no interagency cooperation back then so oh they're all segmented so bad yeah i yeah. mean up until after 9-11 and even still they're they they don't like it's still not the best now stage. So back in back in the seventies, late seventies, early eighties, when this was happening to the Gomez family and many families over, but the Gomez family is a famous case because they uh, wrote the letter and everything. They lost over fifty head of cattle, and that amounted to over one hundred thousand dollars. God, uh, and exasperated and desperate. That's a lot of money. That's a special. I mean, it's a lot especially of money in the now. 80s. It's a lot of money then. And they were, they were at their wits end, and they contacted Senator Schmidt. And after the Attorney General received Schmidt's letter, his response was unequivocal, and it is quote: "I must say that the materials sent to me indicate the existence of one of the strangest phenomena in my memory." Hmm. End quote. Hmm. Three years later, Schmidt hosted a major conference in Albuquerque, New Mexico on April 20th, 1979. The attendees included various law enforcement agencies, media representatives, and experts, both scientific and civilian. During the conference, multiple theories were introduced as to what was causing this horrific phenomena. This included satanic cults, predators, pranksters, extraterrestrials, and unknown government agencies. And then... Finally, in 1980, a formal investigation was funded and announced, yet 40 years later, we are still nowhere close to even beginning to explain the animal mutilations and what causes them. We're literally in the exact same spot as (laughs) we were. that we were, yeah. Like, we have not walked one foot. We have not, like, after senators' letters and the attorney general validating this and the FBI being like, okay, fine, we'll look into it, but we're not going to do a very good job. So this is a real... It'd be funny if the guy literally said that. Yeah, I'll look into it, but uh, just so you know, I'm pretty fucking lazy. I would be nothing's 100% gonna happen. not fucking surprised <laughs> if it was basically God. like nice office speak version of that. Right, yeah. exactly. I mean, there is 100% yeah. something going on. This isn't a coincidence, or this isn't us being paranoid. This isn't us being conspiracy. No, this is like, fact that was laid down. There are... This is factual evidence that there's thousands of animals being mutilated in a very surgical way with no blood, no footprints, and no one can explain. Well, and there are human mutilations too, like in the exact same way. Yes. You don't hear about it so much here in the States, which I think either is because it, I think it's probably just because that news gets suppressed because I'm putting on my tinfoil hat right now. Um, but like, I'm glad I, you announced that just before you say most it. of the cases that I've heard of, of human mutilation are in like, uh, South America. 
um, where it's the exact it's the exact same profile and, and mo of cattle mutilation, but it's on humans. Um, mm. You don't hear a lot about it up in the states, which, but I doubt that it's not happening. I think it's just more like they treat it the way they treat cattle mutilation. They know it's the same thing, and so they're just like, eh, it's not going to do us any good to talk about this because this isn't some like like a uh, fucking river valley ripper this yeah. is just right. this is something we're never going to be able to It's going to be 50 years down out. the road and we're yeah. going to have zero yeah. answers. Yeah. So well, let's just not yeah. talk about it. Well, and this is one of the things. So let's let's kind of not switch. Well, yeah, we're switching gears a little let's, bit. Let's, let's talk about a little facts of what's going on here. Yeah, obviously the cat mutilations. Shane, um, I've already been laying down the facts. <laughs> True. Touche. <laughs> 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 Not a, just the cat mutilations, but everything else is going on. So let's get facts and figures about what we're exactly looking at. If you guys are kind of still confused on what is a 30 cent parallel, where does it go? What does it have to do with me? Will it affect my college tuition? All this other answer you might have. Yeah, it might possibly, depending on where you're at, you know, give or take. Um, so let's lay this out. The 30 cent parallel stretches from Chesapeake Bay to Santa Cruz, California. Okay, so that's just here in the United States. That's, again, this goes around the world. And we'll cover a little bit about that, I, I think, later on. Um, there are 70-mile swaths on each side of it. So before it gets actually to the 38th or the 36th, you're looking at 150 miles swath across that that whole realm looks like. And it's a little under 3,000 miles long when you look on the United States side. And a lot of what's going on in that whole thing, um, just like uh, Menzrick talked about, is just odd. Here's an odd little fact, but... It might not be as odd as you think. So people who live north of the 37th parallel are twice as likely to develop multiple sclerosis as people who live south of it. Anybody stumble on this one? Hmm. No, I haven't. So uh, although this may have something to do with lower amounts of sunlight, since a disease-related lack of vitamin D. Uh, so. It's in the southwest. What fucking lower amounts of sunlight are you talking about? People who live north of the 37th parallel, it. not south of the 37th parallel. Yeah, but you're talking about 70 miles, so you're still talking about like people in central Utah. True, yeah. Not I mean, you're that. not that in the shadows. It's not like you're looking at people in Bismarck, necessarily. No, like that's it's I'm how it swaths out. Is like that's pretty. Josh is showing me the front of the book, that's... just so you guys can. <laughs> that's pretty like uh, the southwest region and like the lower Midwest and like the lower seaboard. Right. That's it where it literally bellies out. Sun. Well, yeah. but the thing is, is like you see this graphic that is on the front of this book, and it doesn't go through Arizona or New Mexico, but Arizona and New Mexico are They're on huge the factors yeah. in this mm -hmm. book. So. Yeah, and it bellies north, out of the very north, bottom north, of Utah. North is north. Yeah, but 70 miles north doesn't so, mean shit. So no. you might just prove the point on that one where it doesn't mean shit. So why is that the fact that they're on this side versus this side, but for some reason we have this spike of that's, this disease? That's what I'm saying. That's weird because like it's still, right. it's still 70 miles north of the 37th parallel is still pretty sunny is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So that's really weird. I'm agreeing with you in a really argumentative way. <laughs> no, I understand where you come from. Um, I just want to throw it out there for, you know, for sakes. Um, other things on this too. Uh, so landmarks. Um, Pentagon, Kentucky's Mammoth Caves live on this thing. Four Corners, where Colorado, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico meet. Um, Aztec, New Mexico, where Aztec was actually a lesser known crash that happened soon after Roswell. And nobody, very few people really know about it 
And then Grand Canyon, uh, Utah's Moab and Canyonlands National Park also is located on there. So there's a lot of landmarks that lay in that whole strip. That's interesting. I as well. I didn't even look into that. Yeah. Um, these are the military bases that fall on this line. It's the Nellis Air Force Base, Area 51, which I'm sure some of you have heard of. The Cheyenne Mountain Complex, Whiteman Air Force Base, Scott Air Force Base, and Beale Air Force Base. And there are some of those in the community that believe these installations are all connected through intricate tunnels and possibly even connect a secret underground base in Dulce, New Mexico. Dulce is at the forefront of conspiracy theorists' wet dreams. It's a supposed... (laughs) It's... No, it's like... Oh, my God! <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It's it's a supposed underground base that runs up to four miles deep where aliens and humans work together in harmony. As they skip and jump and hold there sometimes. are areas of the base where humans are not allowed to go. Yeah, and then they'll shoot off your hands. Is that yeah. where Phil oh, Schneider... Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That yeah. Where Phil, yeah. Is 100%. Yep. Dulce and Phil Schneider. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I have in, crazy. I have in parentheses sometimes. don't be fucking around phil schneider (laughs) well i mean when a geologist drops in unannounced for no reason he probably like busted into the locker room and they were all like showering and like what the fuck stop meat gazing yeah you you think that's what he did no i don't think that's what (laughs) happened at all jesus uh but yeah um there's been countless numbers of ufo sightings though that have taken place around dulce and all along the 37th parallel on actually this is crazy so we have some audio of what i'm about to talk about and we will play that in just one second but on january 5th 2000 there was a ufo sighting that was first reported by a truck driver in highland illinois he reported it to police dispatch as being as tall as a two-story house and as big as a football field with flashing lights flying low enough that if someone looked out one of those windows of the craft, he would be able to see it. Quote, unquote. Uh, Dispatch then reported it to law enforcement officers that were on duty at the time. Uh, Multiple credible police uh, eyewitnesses saw the object as it traveled through multiple counties in Illinois. Once the officers had seen the object, they immediately contacted Scott Air Force Base to see if the craft belonged to them. Scott Air Force Base denied having any knowledge of such craft. One officer even managed to take a Polaroid of the flying craft, and eventually the UFO faded into the distance and out of sight. And we have actual police dispatch recording of that. And Shane, if you could do me the honors of playing that. By all means. I like the word Polaroid, by the way. That makes you know the time frame. Yeah. That's really nice. Well, this is just a call from Highland PD. Reference to it, the truck driver just stopped in and said there was a flying object in the area of Lebanon. It was like a two-story house. It had white lights and red blinking lights, and it was last seen southwest over Lebanon. Leslie, could you check the area? Hello, Craig. Did they say the Tesla driver was uh, blue light or anything? Ten four now. Minutes. I just sent out the search while you're looking at the sky. I'm not sure. Thank you. I'm going to 23, 10, 28. Just a quick question. If I happen to find it, what am I supposed to do with it? If I see it, I'm not saying a word. Secure, uh, also be advised that the last thing that went over Webb, and this was approximately five minutes ago, was a military cargo plane. It looked like a C-5. So be advised, there's a very bright 
white light east of town. Looks like it's just east of Summerfield. And it keeps changing colors. I'll go there and see if maybe it's an aircraft. It doesn't look like an aircraft, though. So. That's Hermitus. Not moon, it's not a star. Sencom 5404. If you would, would you contact Scott Air Force Base to see if they have anything flying? Wow. Wow. I love one of my favorite lines in that is, it, well, if I see something, I'm not reporting it. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know I, what to do with it if I get it. Yeah, <laughs> That's it, crazy. Yeah, it was like, what am I supposed to do with it if I catch it? It reminded me of the Dark Knight. When <laughs> oh, oh when he's racing like, the car over the skyscraper, all the buildings? No, just when he's like, uh, I'm like a dog chasing a car. Like, if I catch it, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. That's that, crazy. Unfortunately, crazy. that goes to like a lot of professionals, uh, people in those kind of pilots and police mm-hmm. officers well, and all that people in like a professional setting. It's like, yeah, yeah if I see that, I'm not going to say anything yeah. because then I'm going to be put on leave and right. everybody's yeah. going to think well, I'm well, crazy look at TikTok. for reporting. It's happening it. right yeah. now. I mean, that's a good example. I mean, well, that's a huge step oh. in a direction oh, man, for people wait. in that people in that position to actually report their findings and not have to worry about being grounded. Like, I mean, yeah, it's a good way to end your career. Yeah. If you're a pilot, like that's a good way to never fly again and say you saw that. Well, what are you on out there? That's how you learn to drive a desk. Yeah. That's (laughs) what it is. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Um, there's actually one of before Roswell, there was actually a, a crash, a UFO crash in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Hmm. In 1941, uh, have oh. you guys heard of this? No, no. Oh man, this this is crazy. Please enlighten me. Okay, so six years before Roswell, and everybody's heard of Roswell. It happened in 1947, around the Fourth of July, in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Around 9:30 p.m., there was a reverend by the name of William Huffman. He was called by the sheriff to the scene of an accident so he could give last rites to victims victims of this crash sure he had no idea he just got out of bed drove yeah he was like oh people are dying gotta go get the name of the father yeah grab a dunkin donut get on the road yeah so he eventually arrived in this rural field and he witnessed what appeared to be some type of flying saucer that crashed into the earth Hmm. Hmm. and he saw three bodies three humanoid-looking bodies. They were about five feet tall. They had the large almond eyes, big heads. And when he got there, two of the bodies were clearly dead. Okay. But there was one that was seemed like it was still clinging to life, and so he walked over to the humanoid creature, and he gave him last rites. So after he was done giving the last rites to this humanoid creature, the military that had taken over the site and started cleaning up and everything went over to him, swore him to secrecy and told him to be on his way. Well, he didn't swear himself to secrecy. He went home and told his wife and he had two young sons and he told them. Of course he did. I mean, how are you going to, I would, how do you keep that under? Wraps? How do you not say that? God, yeah. Jesus. So I, mean, I just gave last rites to an alien, honey. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm eating macaroni and cheese, going to bed. See yeah. you tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he told his wife and two kids, and apparently that's the last time he ever said anything about it. Hmm. And he went to his grave only telling that story one time. Well, his wife was on her deathbed, 
and they had a granddaughter by the name of Charlotte Mann. And while her grandma was on her deathbed, she had this story to tell her that, hey, your your grandfather, you know, went to a crash zone of a UFO. He gave last rites to an alien. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Shit got weird. It was... It <laughs> yada, was, yada, yada. Yeah, and... So she told her that, and apparently there's a photo. Huh. Where Where is this? I know. I'd like to find that one. Wouldn't we all? The photo, the photographer was apparently uh, an, a man named Garland D. Fronebarger, and he took... Of course, that's his name. He took two pictures, and the, the photograph is supposedly of two men holding up one of the dead aliens. Uh, Fronenberger said he made two copies, one for himself and one for Huffman. And unfortunately, if that photo does exist, I don't think we're going to see it for a very long time, if ever, Wow! if it even does exist. But um, I looked up this Garland D. Fronenberger dude, and he's a legit photographer. Okay. Yeah. Like still he, alive? Still around? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I mean, wow. this is 1941. Yeah. Um, but I was looking, I was looking at some of the things like I Googled his name and did an image search and a bunch of Judy Garland stuff came up and, hmm. um, so it sounds like he made the rounds. I mean, he's been out there for a while. Yeah. Okay. He, he was, so a legit, he was a legit photographer. It's not a fake name that's thrown out there. No. Okay. No. So okay. I, I Googled hmm. his name and I think he won like some, uh, some award for being a photographer and i mean this dude's a this dude does exist he did exist which is very interesting to me it definitely adds wow. credence adds to the story a little adds bit adds credence to the story for sure yeah yeah hmm. and that was six years that was in 1941 that was six years before roswell hmm interesting kind of wild it is it is pretty wild. Could you imagine giving last rites if you were a priest to or a reverend or yeah, what have you? <laughs> what you like over a humanoid? Do? Like, uh, I don't know if you're into this, but there you go. Oh, Please don't eat my head off. I think um, at that time any anyone that was like an ordained minister would be like either be like this thing is of the devil or be like all of god's creatures deserve this yeah, yeah. and there yeah either you're on this side or this side there's no you're on the fence i don't think but it would be thing. weird nonetheless yeah, i mean it seemed like, like the dude gonna, am i going to get huh. yeah i think space herpes? Seemed, yeah it seemed like the dude space did herpes. his duty he was like hey i'm i'm ordained i'm going to give this dude last rites and hopefully it goes well for him so, um, and apparently they cleaned up that site. The the military, quote unquote, apparently cleaned up the site so well that left no trace, left no nothing. Well, and and that's what gets me confused. I, I guess a little bit because Roswell was kind of a clusterfuck because of how quick they got out there and everything that was going on. That's why I mentioned Aztec earlier. Yeah. They had practice in Roswell when Aztec happened. I think it was like seven months after the fact. It was so nobody heard of it. Like Aztec never really got publicized, uh, but this was in forty one. You're 41, saying right? Six, yeah, six years yeah, earlier. So, huh? Uh, maybe it was location. You know, being so rural. I I don't know. I don't know. No, I mean Roswell's pretty rural too. Yeah, right. and especially because it act the crash wasn't actually in Roswell. 
It was like yeah. 40 or so miles outside yeah. of it or something. What else we got going on here? You got some wrap-ups about um, about that area, those areas as well. And then we can get into other things real quick. Well, I want I want you to give me some facts. Give me some... You want to skip me, on that side? Um, give me some information. Yeah, so we are going to wrap it up real quick. Uh, we're going to do another little quick promo and then come back with some facts and uh, some quick wrap-ups on your side. So far, yeah, interesting. Listen and find additional content at mystrangeuncles.com or wherever you get your pods. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. It helps us gain visibility. You can call us at 801-252-69-45. You can also find us on Twitter at Strange Uncles. On Instagram and Facebook, Strange Uncles Podcast. Close the gates. Let's cover some facts on this thing. Um, you did a lot of research, John, on talking about, I guess, recent times for the most part. Uh, let's go back to Native people. They saw a tri-state spook light is what they called it, as well as an Ozark spook light as far back as 1836 near Missouri and Oklahoma. Other Native tribes, such as Apache, Pueblo, and the Hopi, all have very similar creation stories where they tell a people being brought to the Earth's surface from the sky all along the 37th parallel. The Tilwa people identify a location near the Great Sand Dunes Monument in Colorado's San Luis Valley, which I don't know if that rings a bell for you guys, it but does. San Luis, huge reportings of UFOs up and down that valley. Yeah, that's where the that's where Snippy was found. Oh, uh, yeah. They say that is a place of emergence. These sites are sacred, and they are known as a Sipapu, according to that tribe. Um, in 1860, residents of Wilmington, Delaware, saw the sky fill with pale blue light as large objects moved over. In 1890, giant mysterious airships that they were reported to be seen, uh, Arkansas, New Mexico, uh, Missouri, Texas, Kansas, Kentucky, all along that side. Uh, there's other things, too... With state weirdness, so New Mexico seems to be one of those hotbeds, has for a long time. Um, there are some of the stories we talk about, Dulce Base, other stories from sightings, uh, people see vortexes, Sasquatch sightings, portals, uh, Chupacabra, and living dinosaurs, all said to be have seen in that area as well. Um, also, and this is a stupid movie, I think, La Llorona that was released this year, last year, 2019. Uh, it was about yeah. the spirit of the, the Hispanic gal oh, who drowned yeah. the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. So evidently that's part of this tied in How with the 37th. Because she's seen wandering up and down the Rio Grande and that falls the fault line of it, supposedly. Near. I thought it was the babysitter and all the kids that were getting babysat. No, she no. drowned her own kids, I think, is the yeah, story. Yeah, but it's like a... But she drowned them in the river. It's a Mexican, like... Uh, Urban legend. It's it's a got, Mexican scary folklore. It's got of some nothing sort. to do with the thirty seventh parallel. Like the Rio Grande is nowhere fucking near that. Like, okay, well that came up when I was looking up thirty seven because that comes. So let's go. But with also, this. a lot of this shit isn't like exactly on the thirty seventh. Right. Like, well, that's, that's a thing. Like, Give Arizona and New Mexico are like not right. Right. on the thirty seventh. Yeah. It's like right there. 
So a lot of where the 37 parallel runs also coincides with the Earth's ley line theory. Um, you guys have heard of the ley lines. Yes. Come on, you want to lay me? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, is your dance card full, sailor? Well, you know what? I got a skirt in my closet. So ley lines are energy lines that correlate with frequencies of the Earth, underground water sources, etc. In fact, Salt Lake City, don't know if you guys know this or not, well, Salt Lake City is one of the areas that have a lot of ley lines that intersect together, and actually they intersect on the west portion of the Great Salt Lake. I don't know if that's a correlation for anything, but you know they say a lot of that follows. So ley lines pick up frequency, energy, and everything else. Uh, other things, some quick wild ass theories that, and I don't, you guys can call factor bullshit on some of these. I read them and I went, eh. I'm not too sure. Um, I'd like to give myself a factor bullshit right now and correct myself that uh, the Rio Grande's headwaters are near the 37th parallel. Definitely near the 37th oh, parallel. That they are. So let's go some wild-ass theories uh, that are out there. Again, factor bullshit, and we'll see where we're at and what we're doing. Um, most of the people that have disappeared over the years, especially in and around the Mammoth Cave system in Kentucky, is due to aliens that like the taste of human flesh. Didn't you guys come across this at all? I mean, bullshit. Mm, but, not done yet, but I oh, don't okay. know. I can't say it's truthful. <laughs> anyway, uh, people are abducted, flayed. Yes, the word is flayed. That's article I read. And that stored so the little green men have sustenance. Skinned, right? Yeah, pretty much. Skinned and stored. Like the Kelly Hopkinsville goblins? Uh, yeah, much like Hellier. I mean, that's in that same area. Yeah. You know, they're saying they had a lot of disappearances near the Mammoth Cave system, mm. which is, I mean, miles and miles and miles of caves that yeah. there's a lot that yeah, still that have cave, not been explored. That cave system is insane. No, no, it blows my mind. I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's one of the theories. Uh, another one, UFO facts and findings. Uh, so UFOs in general, when we talk about the 37 parallel, just when UFOs are seen, um, and this is kind of gathered together from different people, kind of hodgepodge that I found. A lot of researchers have been into this for a long time. Uh, they tend to be seen around state borders and rivers, which means that the UFOs know where our state lines are. Maybe. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've, uh, I can't remember where I read that, but it was like, yeah, just, oh, John Keel. Yeah, and the Terry talks oh, Keel about, says how about they, that. Uh, follow rivers and waterways. Rivers yeah. is another one. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, John Keel is like, well, it appears they know what state lines are, which, <laughs> yeah, I find that odd. And it's, like they yeah, know I find that jurisdictions and yeah. shit, which is, yeah. It's just not, so not to recycle in this county, but you can recycle in this cut. Don't throw it out or of like, here. You can. They will know. stop following you if you cross this imaginary line on the map. Mm. Well, okay. Let's put some fact in a little bit of that. Could that be because we're not talking about extraterrestrials? We're talking about something else. Possibly. Very possibly. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. I mean, also, it so. could. If they know, if they can get. So if we want to talk about it nuts and bolts style. If they have the technology to get from fucking hundreds, if not thousands of light years away to here. Who's to say they don't have a little common sense to figure out what the border looks like? Do you not think they wouldn't figure out what the, <laughs> what the political landscape looked like to the place, at the place they were going? Uh, and that's what we would do. Right? Yeah, and we're not really that advanced. I'm a bartender and people always come here like, well, I didn't know that. I'm from California. Yeah, but are it's those Friday somewhere. astronauts? Exactly. I don't know. Like, if I just flew 1,000 light years to another th world, I wouldn't give a damn about their <laughs> political climate. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I'm pretty sure that uh, if 
if you were an intelligent being from a society. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a cut down, dude. That was what do you a, say, Josh? That was advanced <laughs> enough to make that journey that the people that made that journey wouldn't just be randos like us. They would be most likely military personnel and or scientists who would want to know the lay of the land that they were going to just in case Other side the to look fucking at ants down there did happen to have something like nuclear bombs to mm. shoot back with. And we can't assume that well, anyway, that's a whole nother sort of story, but it yeah. is. It I mean, is and that's an argument. I mean, it is just says. interesting why they seem to have knowledge of borders, yeah. imaginary borders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, other things, they're seeing peak times between 1030 and 11 o'clock because mm. evidently that's their bedtime. Uh, seen mainly in Wednesdays and Thursdays. Man, this is all keel. Mm-hmm. Oh, is this all keel? This is mm-hmm. all okay, keel. there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and more in October than any other month. Two are the sightings. So when it starts getting cold, uh, also fall. mostly on Wednesdays, I think. Yeah. That's... Laundry days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. You just said that. Yeah. yeah. That's right. a long day. <laughs> um, one other thing, too, which I find <laughs> this is one of the craziest ones, only because I, I kind of know this area well. So other light orb sightings that date back almost 35 years plus is known as the Yakima Lights. There's a restricted Army training facility near Yakima, which, by the way, is fucking weird because it – it's a huge stamp of land that you can't go anywhere near. Um, it's roughly about 500 acres out there, and it's actually close to the Hanford nuclear site. So for those of you who don't know Hanford, um, they had the missile that was dropped on, what's a small one? It was Fat Man and Little Boy, right? Yeah. Little Boy, I think yeah, they I actually think made in Hanford. was the small one. Well, that's the one that was made in Hanford, smartass. Anyway, that went down. Um, lights are also reported to be seen near Mount Rainier near Seattle, and it's theorized that there's an underground tunnel that connects Mount Rainier to Yakima. Again, going with underground theory, everything's kind of connected. Um, that's something Don't I'd like know. to get into more probably on another episode. I think it's worth it. I think it's interesting because they, yeah. they, they do have the machinery to make that happen, but... Well, not I only mean, that, well, but underground in general, dude. I they mean, have the machinery to make large underground tunnels that can connect things over pretty big distances happen, but could they really like make a network of underground tunnels underneath everywhere in the goddamn country? Well, okay. So I, you know I, I talked I mean? to a guy the other day that said, that, well, not the other day, it was a while ago. He thinks that's the reason you know, people theorize about the Denver airport. That's why it went over budget because the tunnels connect from Denver Airport all the way down to here. There's tunnels that go all the way over to the East Coast from the West Coast. I mean, physically, is that possible? If you look at the geography of well, the I mean, land, they, they dug a, a tunnel under the English Channel. Like it's possible true. to dig a big yeah. tunnel that goes a pretty long way. I but, mean, you're talking about the Earth, and there's ways to move things, hide things. I'm not saying it's out of the I'm just saying it's something conversation. I'm interested in looking into. Yeah, yeah. be neat. Um, it's not impossible, I don't think. No. Yeah, but, I don't think it's out of the realm. But at the yeah. scale of is where... It, is it likely? Yeah. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Is like <laughs> Probably like, not, but uh, like... Right. Yeah. I, I saw uh, Chuck put forward the theory that like all of the military bases on the 37th parallel are connected by underground. Yeah. So well, like, that's a bit crushed. I mean, that is yeah. one of the theories that all of those bases yeah. are connected along with Dulce. Everything is connected by uh, tunnels. Well, Dulce is a hub. And well, and I, whole thing. I saw another thing where the tunnels were wide enough that you could put two like 747s mm-hmm. wing to wing. And yeah. And I'm just, there's definitely there's definitely that, tunnels man. there's definitely a lot of tunnels in this country. Do they all connect? Doubtful, but is it possible? Yes. 
It'd be neat to find somebody who is a really foregone geologist that know. I mean, you're looking at like water levels, elevations, yeah. geology, sediments. I mean, there's so many factors to throw into there to say you're going to connect West Coast to the East Coast. Uh-huh. If if I mean, you Jesus are yeah. if you are said geologist and happen to listen to the show, please let us know. Reach out. Um, yeah. Also, let us know what you think about this. Is this something you'd like us to party on? It's interesting. I've always been, even in cities, most cities have tunnels. In fact, almost every single city has a tunnel system. Uh, There are a bunch of tunnels um, up by the church office building that connect like all of Tahoe stuff. Uh, Ogden's got a bunch of Salt Salt Lake is tunnels underneath the whole thing. Um, And that actually is a good segue because along the 37th parallel and really all over the world, but there's a lot of cases of strange hums that exist. And a lot of people believe that conspiracy theorists believe that it's them drilling holes and because of all these underground systems that are making the holes moving transportation back and forth, all that's vibrating. That are making these hums. Right. And so that is one of the theories, but um, one of the most famous places that these hums exist is in uh, Taos, New Mexico. Yeah, blows this blows my mind. They can be they can be heard in and outdoors. Um and these hums are just random. Like they can begin and continue forever and then just suddenly stop and then they just won't they won't happen for weeks yeah. on yeah, end. Yeah, but this, this town's then, been plagued by them, though. Oh, yeah I, yeah. I mean, it's been years of off and on. Like, there's people that have had psychological episodes mm-hmm. because yeah, people, of how bad people, it's been. People have literally had to leave the town Yeah, because it's yeah. just so disruptive. And, like, other people have a hard time concentrating on anything else besides this hum. And they've actually, a university picked up this thing to study it because I mean, obviously there was, a thing. Like, there was like 2% of the population that reported hearing this hum constantly. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but I mean, it's 2% of the population. That's, that's a, a lot of people. Well, it, it was enough to warrant, uh, an investigation, right, a scientific right. investigation, uh, into it by a university. And the university said that, I mean, to make a long story short, they said that, Nothing could be picked up by any scientific means, but people are still hearing this hum, regardless if they can pick it up on scientifically or not. I feel like that's kind of how almost all of the weird like hums and or booms that are heard regionally yeah. go. Like they, they can't really record them scientifically, but like everyone's hearing them and, and everyone knows it's a thing. But, like, but but so it's rare to get like an actual analyzable recording. Yeah, and I've heard theories of um, you know, in fact, I came across this other day where it's literally tectonic plates that aren't shifting, but they're rubbing on one yeah. another. Um, the water, you know, like in Spain, there's a lot of people that hear what's going on, and they say it's because of the the how the waters on the underneath mm. and it's coming up. There's all these different theories, but you would think that that would be able to be tracked, right? Yeah, I mean, and. Not if it's intermittent. Well, and we we live on a living organism, right? We're an ecosystem. The Earth is a a living thing, so you know it might make noise. It might have whatever, but it also yeah. Also, with like Sedona, Arizona, Taos, New Mexico, that lie on the thirty seventh parallel, where 
it's very common to hear these weird rumbles and vibrations and hums. Yeah. Um, this this phenomenon happens around the globe, including Kokomo, Indiana, West Seattle, Auckland, New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, just all over the world that people are reporting it's crazy. this. So, it's crazy. So I, one of my logical theories before I get conspiratorial and say it's underground bases because right. of Dulce, New Mexico and everything, which which is fun. I mean, I love – that's where I want yes. my brain to go, but there's another part of my brain like, whoa, bud. A little bit of common sense. Let's, let's back off a little bit here. Let's pull it in. Let's pull it in. <laughs> You're I going know, too fucking crazy. I know this is fun. I know this is fun for you. We're but. up in the crazy tree looking out on the crazy forest, and we can see all the crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just a dick. I'm like, I know it's fun, but – do you really think they could pull that off? Yeah, but right. uh, but part of me just thinks that. Um, I mean, if that many people are reporting it all over the world, I believe there is something. But I think that we're living on a living organism, like the yeah, Earth, and that's very very. The grounded. Earth to I mean, me that, is a, a living it. organism, and we're living on it, and it makes noises. And this is nothing new. This has been happening yeah. for hundreds and hundreds of years. There's documentation. Two, three hundred years ago of written where they have, they heard these things, but they didn't know how to describe them. Back mm-hmm. then, there was reports of where they said, oh, it's the, um, what do you call it? The angels, the seven trumpets or mm-hmm. whatever the hell. That's yeah. what they correlated it to because, you know, we were more into that phrase of mind with yeah. Christianity or religion than we are nowadays. Um, yeah, it's been around forever. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's also like earth, like there are earthquake lights. There are also earthquake sounds, um, mm-hmm. like that happened before earthquakes. But and like you were saying, when the when the plates are just kind of shifting and rubbing and not necessarily breaking loose and causing damage and destruction, uh, there are also things called like I think they call them earth noises or yeah. Uh, well, I mean, think about a wine glass. You yeah. You get a crystal wine glass and you get your finger wet and you. Rub it around the ring yeah, and it gets vibrating. You always got to get the finger wet. I mean, that's a that's well, a, that's very important. Courtesy. That's an important <laughs> absolutely. It's <laughs> right. a very important key. But I mean, now you're making a hum with that. Like, why is it, why can't the earth rub itself? Okay, calm know, down. Fair and make a noise. I think that's a fair exactly. Earth, you know what I mean? Earth is a virgin why sheet. Why Will can't the stop? earth rub itself, guys? Rub one off on the earth. What? Uh, yeah. Why not? I mean, Honestly, to me, that's an, a logical explanation. Is the yeah, earth, makes sense. The Earth is rubbing itself. Okay. With that being said, um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! No scientific explanation. Uh, I I agree with that in especially in like the pervy and the non pervy sense. Yes, both, both both are correct. They both yeah. make sense. Yeah, I agree with yeah. myself in both. <laughs> in both in both <laughs> text. <laughs> that's funny. So anyway, um. <laughs> Do you have any more to add? That was a great write-up, good research. I'm, I mean, I there's something here, I believe, when you look at this, and it goes back to there's certain places on the Earth that have, you know, the electromagnetic frequencies are different depending on where you're at. Maybe that explains Skinwalker, that explains yeah. places like Stardust Ranch. This could be just another anomaly, you know, yeah. and it kind of goes back to what you say: the Earth is a living thing. I'm not saying it's perfect. Oh, Maybe man. there's spots. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, You know? Basically, I just, you know, hats off to Chuck Zukowski for really having almost three decades of research and all of a sudden being that crazy and being like, oh, wait, 
this dot is over here. This yeah. dot's over here. Everything is along. Could you imagine his shit is like a crime scene yeah. with the threads? Oh, I just <laughs> picture uh, red lines, but like yeah. Charlie Day from fucking. It's, yeah. all, it's all mixed but, together. I mean, you know, hats off to him because I, if it wasn't for Chuck Zukowski and his obsessive research, we would we wouldn't be talking about this today. Yeah. No. Yeah. And agreed. Ben Mesrick for you know wanting yeah. to write about this and. Yeah. He was just an author that wrote books, did well, not ever want to write a book about UFOs, wasn't a believer in UFOs, and then after he met Chuck, learned his story, started looking into all this, he's like, "Wait a minute! wow, this, the evidence is overwhelming and compelling that something is going on here. So here's yeah. some here's some new stuff which is really cool and then we're going to wrap it up and um you know let you guys go but uh number 1 this is like his 18th book which I don't know if we covered that in the beginning but he's wrote all kinds of books and he's had movies about his books. Uh I don't know if you guys said there's a gambling movie called 21. Are we talking about Ben Mesrick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and that's one of his books. Um New Line Cinemas currently are in the works to write uh to actually have a movie in regards to Third Star and Parallel. Interesting. So we'll see what uh, where that kind of unfolds. Yeah, I stumble on that actually doing the research. Hopefully and, they don't uh, fuck that up. Uh, like they fuck everything else up. Yeah, we'll see how yeah. it goes. But hopefully you guys like that. Uh, it was interesting, very interesting. Um, stand by. Next episode's going to be news. We're going to do a muffly, and then we're going to dig into magic. And uh, we got some guest hosts, I think. Not to jinx us, but I think we got some lined up. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. Isn't that shitty? Oh, don't even... Talk not, about that. We, we won't. If you could only see behind mm. the scenes. If you okay, could only peek yeah. at the man behind the curtain. So we have tried <laughs> on something. Yeah. I'm Patreon. Subscribe to Patreon. Yeah, that's we'll what have I was it on say. there. Uh, <laughs> I think. So we're definitely working on getting a Patreon. We got yes. content up and ready. We had some scheduling things kind of disintegrate and fall through. Um, and then everyone has real lives and real jobs and, and we had to postpone some stuff. So we're not as far ahead on the production schedule as we thought we were going to be, but we're up to date and we're working on that sweet, sweet bonus tent for you guys. Um, and our Patreon page is Launches, still uh, set to launch on February, February right? 1st. We're going to get together. Yeah. For a Sunday fun day and just yeah. uh, squirt out some fucking sweet bonus Jesus. content. All for you these guys. sexual innuendos going on. We do. God. We do have a lot of good bonus stuff though. We have some now. Yeah, actually, we have a lot of good stuff now. So we got a good platform. Got a good trampling going on. I think we're good. You know. So yeah, look forward to that. Um, for those of you guys, those of you guys alike, uh, yeah, you like yes. It will yeah. be Patreon.com/slash/strangeuncles. Yep. Um, so give us your fucking money. <laughs> well <God> damn it <laughs> anyway with that being said um that's all i have for promotion i think we're good great article thank you for the write-up that was cool john and uh yeah you guys got anything else i do i do not uh i just want to say thanks for the great conversation both of you thank, oh, you. thank you for that's the great so conversation. Missed you guys. i'm glad i kept I, my pants on i missed your cynical angry angry self <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you argumentatively. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm agreeing with I'm you kind argumentatively. Of with you. That's, that's right. awesome. Yeah, well, um, fellas. Uh, Klaus those gots. Yes. Klaus those gots.